Everybody, we are back. It is Taped Online's favorite podcast, favorite channel, favorite everything. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL for me, at BD Williams AT for BD. And also my, my boy at Holder, MHolder95. Go ahead and follow him as well. And also pandasubs.com, Panda Supplements, discount code TDL, 35% off. That is discount code TDL, 35% off. Panda Supplements, pandasubs.com. All right. Uh, today, we're doing the 53-man projection on Taped Online. Taped Online is going to give you a 53-man projection. You can yell at us and tell us that we're wrong about what, yeah. we, what we put up here. So we're going to give you guys that opportunity to do that. Um, you know, me personally, I, you know, I, I didn't do it on purpose, but I kind of uh, went with uh, McDaniels, uh, what he did last year. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose, but it ended up that way. Um, so, uh, you know, BD kind of landed on the same thing, the same way. As they did last year, we're talking about the Patriots. Even though you know, even though there's not the same guys, right? Basically, is I mean, they they're left with the leftover coaches over there with like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia that they have to get the leftovers back. So, um, I mean, we it's it's true. We got all the good coaches over here. Yeah, all the good coaches. Uh, obviously, obviously, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. There, we saw what these coaches were able to get out of backups versus what their coaches are able to get out of starters. Um, so, yes, gonna, there's going to be some names that make this team. There's going to be some names that become contributors that they're not they're not named brands here, but these co- this coaching staff is going to squeeze, you know, everything they can out of them. Uh, so it, sh- it should be fun. We're definitely going to ha- have some misses here. They're going to surprise us mm-hmm. in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um you know, and we'll get into some sleepers and who you think, you know, might make it. That's not on your prediction uh, and, and all that. So uh, anything else you want to say before we just jump into it? We just we just go, right? Uh, any other news that happened? Anything new? Happened? Um, there was a Washington Commanders running back that got shot, it looked like. Oh, I mean, it's not, it's not Raiders news, but... Not, not Raiders news, yeah. That, well, there's nothing hopefully else. Brian Robinson. Hopefully Brian Robinson heals up from that for sure yeah that's uh pretty scary pretty scary stuff sure uh make sure you guys check out uh some of the membership stuff we got you know bds the whole whole defensive game basically on uh some half first half first half first half just the first half and then um you know check out my uh was that breakdown of pearl peel hot pearl peel you know what i'm saying a little play action and what you know Jesper Horst said, "Run the wrong route." It's 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 the it's the debate with that play. So uh, go ahead, guys, check that out. Make sure you guys go check out check out those videos. Support those videos as well, and uh, support the channel. But yeah, we can get into it. Top I mean, fifty three man projection. You know, um, we can get into it, man. Talk yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's get into it. I'll just fire these at you. You know, you can <laughs> okay. answer the questions. Answer the questions <laughs> as they as they come around here. So quarterback. Okay. Only two QBs. That's what that's what you're predicting for this. Only two QBs make the final. Fifty-three. 
Yeah, uh, Derek Carr uh, and Jared Stidham will be, will be my guess. I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks. Um, you know, last year they kept one quarterback right before cutdowns, and they signed Brian Horror late, late, later. So who knows if they, you know, even do that again? Because you know, I don't know how impressive they feel Jared Stidham is. I mean, Jared Stidham was the backup last year; he got cut. So I don't know what his preseason like looked like last year. I know he he played better the last two games, so I would expect him to um, to make the team and of course chase garbers he's definitely gonna get cut and then maybe try to get a chance in the practice squad but i know they're not picking they're not taking keeping three quarterbacks they never do that really over there and um since he's since josh mcdaniel's been over there and i don't know you know i don't know how much personnel he's had choices but i know he's had some say he's had some control over the offense you know bill belichick doesn't you know doesn't like pick every single player you know he's gonna help him pick who right who's going to who, right? Even though he has kind of control of everything that's going on. So I expected that to happen with that. Um, but I mean, they could cut yeah. him and keep yeah. one and then, you know, mix around and maybe find a backup quarterback they might like. Um, as a possibility too, because the initial 53 is never like the initial 53. It's just them getting the cuts and then they cut more guys later on. So yeah, there's going to be more movement, obviously. Yes, I, I, uh, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, Jared Stidham is not a guy that you stop yourself from trying to upgrade a backup quarterback. Certainly not, right? But mm-hmm. uh, to the gate, the Chase Garber's point, has he really done anything where a team is going to be like, okay, we're desperate at QB. Both of our guys went down. Let's pick up Chase Garber's off the practice squad. No, so don't keep him on the final 53. He, did, he doesn't deserve that. He didn't go ball out and, you know, go nuts on these other teams or anything, right? So, yeah, put him on the practice squad. He's going to be there in practice with you guys as, a, as an arm for you, you know, and, you know, maybe at some point he can make the final 53 in the future, but hopefully, you know, he shouldn't be keeping another guy off this roster for sure. All right, um, let's let's jump ahead to running back here. This is going to be interesting. This is going to spark a lot of debate here. Okay, yeah. so get get your dukes up, Marcus, because people are going to be I'm coming ready. for you here. All right, so you got five running backs. Just talk me through the thought process here. Uh, I think they're going to keep five running. I think they're going to keep five running backs. I just got a feeling. I, something something's telling me they're going to keep five running backs. And then I went and verified they did last year. They kept five running backs initially. All right, now. Yeah. You're going to be like, okay, well, you know, these some of these guys can, you know, get, you know, Britton Brown might go in the practice squad. It's easy to say every single time, you know, John Gruden and them kept four running backs, and you know that usually that's standard. But like I said, they kept one quarterback last time going to initial fifty-three. I think there's more of a strategy with them with some of these fifty-three initial two. So I think that's why I kind of see them maybe keeping some of these guys around keeping, you know, somebody like Britton Brown on the on the team and then maybe moving him down later at a later time as guys pick uh pick up some more players and then they pick up some more players too moving guys around and then end up cutting players at the same time. So I think that I think that's gonna be a factor with that. I'm not gonna say Britton Brown's gonna be on the team for sure, but I think he makes the initial 53 because I think this is, if they're gonna do the same thing they did with JJ Taylor. Because JJ Taylor he made the initial 53, but then he was on the practice squad for most of the year. So mm. it's it's more of like, a, you know, you put this guy, he's got some good tape, and if you really like him, that's how you work things with the initial 53. You know, you saw these guys just come in, you know, poach him. You know, some people would say, oh, Bryn Brown didn't play well enough to get poached. I mean, that's your debate, but I I kind of feel like they're going to do that. And, and I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm filling in positions. Who actually is a, a player that – 
should be on a 53 team. Yes, it's on it's on <laughs> right. Right. And and I know he doesn't yeah. block and stuff like that. And there's a lot to be working on, but that's that's my controversy controversial pick so far. So so Brim Brown, you you have him making the 50 final 53. Last year we did this. We we looked into what these previous coaching staffs and you know everything like that, what they had looked at in the past. Yeah. And we had a lot of hits. I mean, Tom Cable late gave you the the um you know the uh the blueprint for evaluating what he wants in offensive linemen, and there was a ton of hits from that, right? So you're going off of the same thought process. You're looking at what Josh McDaniels with Dave Ziegler, what they've been a part of roster construction in the yeah. recent past, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you're you're using that. So there's definitely sound, and it is it's definitely worked for you in the past. There's sound. This is sound logic. Okay. Playing devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. All right. Playing devil's advocate. You know. It. What is, what is the benefit of keeping Britton Brown on the fifty three? Does he? Does that prevent a team from poaching him eat more easily in the future? If he starts the year on the 53? Yeah, because because I don't even know if he'll start the year on the 53. I just think he's going to make the initial 53 on Tuesday. <laughs> but but is, is there some kind of um, making that initial 53, is there some kind of protection that a team has from a team? Like if they do demote that guy to the practice squad later on? I'll say this. I, Josh McDaniels has – his thought process with running backs is, you know, the freshest man up. Right. And yeah. I think they, they really like to stash running backs and be ready for guys who can play. Cause like I said, JJ Taylor was the main running back against the bucks last year. And he didn't make the, he made the initial 53. He got put in a practice squad and then they kind of worked him in if they needed him with players getting injured and things like that. So I think they really like to stash running backs. Something oh. they like to do. They like a running back. They're going to stash him. You know, it depends on how much they like Ben Brown. I might, I might miss on that one. Hey, I might miss. That's fine. I don't care. But you know, um, you know, I, I think they might keep him just to stash him, so they have that kind of depth that they need without having all those guys playing every single week. So I think, that, I think that's kind of, kind of how, kind of how they do that, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, we will see. You, if you got that one right, you are, you're going to go down in history. Okay. For sure. This one this one is controversial to me, but obviously you've got to leave out a wide receiver. If you keep five backs, you can only keep five wideouts, right? So talking mm-hmm. through these guys. Talking through these guys. Uh I think I think DJ Turner, uh, he's brings special teams, right? So I think he's gonna make this team because you know, also he is the backup slot receiver. Um, even though I think they're gonna move Devont- Devontae Adams around a lot. I think he's gonna kind of provide that kind of movement and you know the initial the, the 11 personnel they're going to be in when they're in 11 personnel or when they're in 12 personnel is going to be you know it's going to be Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Devontae Adams, and Hunter Renfro that's going to be who's going to be out there when they're mixing it up like that um, I mean I, I think Hunter Renfro is going to be out there a lot more than people think even even from the inside position just won't be uh, lined up out wide so I, I think they have to um I think that's that's what's going to happen because I think DJ Turner just kind of brings more special teams than Keelan Cole. And Keelan Cole played way too long, in my opinion. He played way too long on that uh, the other day. It's kind of like you're playing that deep into the game, my man. Um, you know, Tyron Johnson's not in there anymore. You know, I don't even know how much DJ Turner was still in there. 
you know, uh, and if they're going to go that route, I mean, DJ Turner's cheap one. He's cheaper. <laughs> he's a cheaper player and he brings special teams. Yes. Right. So, and it's not, and it's not just special teams because Mac Hollins, he brings special teams. He's a gunner, right? Yeah. Hopefully he's not a primary gunner because this is the third or fourth wide receiver. He's going to be in team in, in the weeks where they're a heavy 11 personnel. Matt Collins coming in and being a gunner in the fourth round when he doesn't have fresh legs, that's not optimal. That's not what you want in a gunner, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, yes, Matt Collins can play special teams, but DJ Turner, on top of that, he'll be a gunner. He'll run down there on punt, on kickoff, you know, but on top of that, he can return. And yeah. that's a coveted skill. That makes him safe, in my opinion. That makes him safe on this roster. Now, what about Dylan Stoner. I thought we just talked about this uh, a couple days ago here. I thought that we agreed Dylan Stoner is going to make this team because, you know, he's uh, uh, everything that you look for in a, in a, in a wide receiver, right? I, I, I can't see Dylan Stoner making this team, man. That'd be crazy. Um, I, I know that he was um, – he works on special teams too, right? I, I don't, but I, he didn't return any kicks or catch any punts that I saw the other day. I, I just don't see him making it over – one of those guys, you know, because wide receiver is so interesting, you know, because, you know, there's going to be some guys get cut. I don't know if they're going to try to work that out, too, and try to find another guy maybe that they might feel like can, can you know, bring some more explosiveness to them. Um, because even, you know, like, you know, if they talk about Keelan Cole a little bit, you know, Cole, just with me, is just he just played too late into the game. And maybe there's something they don't like about him there. I don't know. Maybe they don't feel like they don't – where he fits in the slot or they feel like that he's not going to get the targets that he wants, you know? Um, but we'll see with that. I, 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 I kind of feel good with this five in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Keelan Cole, he is a better uh, route runner, of course, than DJ Turner, but he, but can he return kicks and punts? You know, like we need someone to do that. We don't, um, you know, and I think T Billy, he's, he's stepped up. He's, he's made himself a lot of money. He's, he's carved out a niche for himself. Um, so really, that before the preseason, Tyrone Johnson, that might have been a surprise with the mm-hmm. way he's played. It's not, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone if he makes the team. Oh, for sure. um, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get a little, uh, we're getting a little less glamorous here. Okay. Talk to me about your tight ends. Uh, I went uh, Darren Waller, Foster Road, Jesper Horstead. Um, this is another position I think they might try to poach somebody else for somewhere else. I think Jacob, Jacob Hollister is hurt right now, and, you know, they might put him on IR for a while. We haven't seen him at all, really. Um, so I think it's another position that if they move, move some guys around afterwards, they'll add somebody here here, because none of these guys are really true blockers. But I do like I do feel like those are the main three they're going to keep, because I think Jesper Horstead has some some upside as a receiver, and he blocks he blocks okay. He's not, he's not the greatest blocker, but, you know, he does the job. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the jobs that he's been doing for most of his career. But he has some upside as a receiver, so I think they end up keeping him. And, Jasper Horst has um, eighty, number eighty. Eighty, yeah, eighty, huh? Yeah, he can block. He can block. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like so, him. so, so, um, you know, I, I think if they do add another position, they're gonna do it there. I think a lot of people think they do a lot of twelve personnel, which they don't. I don't know where that comes from. If you if you look it up, they're one of the lowest twelve personnel teams that there is. Even when they had Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry, um, you know, you see a lot of. Patriots beat writers complain about that, about how much they less they use that. They're a big 21 personnel team. 
they're a 21 personnel team. So you're going to see a lot of one tight ends and two running backs out there. And even if it's two running backs, that's what I was talking about having tons of running backs because you're going to see formations where it's going to be Jacobs and Abdullah out there. It's going to be, you know, Jacobs and, or, you know, Jacobs lined lined up out wide and Abdullah or, or Abdullah lined up out wide. You're going to see a lot of formations like that. And it's going to be a lot of things that move around with this offense. And that's what I was talking about having all those running backs because, they, they run so much 21 personnel and it's not going to be a lot of uh, um, Jacob Johnson, you know, it's not gonna be a lot of him. So um, he's going to have his role, but when they run that, that much 21 personnel, it's not always going to be him with a fullback. So um, that's why I think only having three tight ends, they really don't, they, they don't, they don't mix in tight ends. Like, you know, people think when they had, of course, when they had Aaron Hernandez and um, Gronk, they did that. Cause yeah. Because Aaron Hennon is basically he didn't that's, block. They're stuck, <laughs> but yeah, but they're stuck on that. You know, they're stuck on that. But Aaron Hernandez, yeah. if you look at the way that he played, I mean, he was a big slot, right? Mm-hmm. He was, uh, I mean, the routes that he ran, it was more like a wide receiver out there. You know, you just had the benefit of, okay, this guy can really run down the seams. He's extremely fast. He's like 6'2", 240 pounds. Like, what is he? Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's just a He's just a wide receiver. That's yeah. what he is. But they like label him tight end. So hey, uh, yeah, Bowers was waived today. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But these people are they're still worrying about that. I agree. That's not McDaniel's offense. You know, it's not. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. Like, you can you can literally look it up. Like even uh, Google, like uh, not even Google, or even on Twitter. I mean, there's, they they complain about that because they signed Johnny Smith and they signed Hunter Henry and then front twelve personnel. It was weird because they're a twenty one personnel team. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's jump into the interior offensive line. Who you got making this team? Um, so, uh, Donald Parham, Andre James, James Simpson, Lester Cotton, Alex Bars, interior O line. Um, you, you know, I'm probably going to call my shot on this one a little bit too. I think Parham's going to be the starting center. I just got a feeling. I got some kind of feeling. I don't think James is handling stunts well enough, and I don't, okay. you know, coaches don't like that when you're when your center is not handling stunts. He missed he missed a couple this past game, and I think Parham's handling that a little bit better at center. And I think they 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 split their snaps, right? They when we talk about competition this past game, I don't think any people noticed like they really split snaps. So they they kept the same offensive line there, but they put Parham in behind James and kept the same offensive line that was starting. So right. I thought that was interesting. And I thought part of him outplayed him. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I think that that goes there. And I think Simpson and Cotton are the starters. And I just needed another guard. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out. It was like it was in between like Jordan Meredith or Alex Bars. So I went with I went with Bars. But we're gonna get into the where the other positions I have are kind of just their old linemen. I I think they need a guard though. They need somebody that's like a guard because if somebody goes down, right? And you know, if somebody goes down, they need a guard to go in. They just can't yeah. throw. They can't just move around the offensive line at that time, right? You need a, some kind of guy go in there and play guard real quick, right. even if you want to move around later on or, or like halftime or something, right? So right, you um, so yeah, what you're saying is. You can't say, oh, Parham, just go move over and then um, Andre James will come in and play center. You could do that at halftime. You might, you just need a guard to come in and play real quick while Parham yeah. is still the center. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. 
with that. Yeah, and they, just, they need reshuffle yeah, everyone. Yeah. You just can't shuffle like if Lunor is playing right tackle, you just can't you know move him yeah. to guard like right away. You're here and you're here and you're on the other side and yeah, yeah, you can't do that. You got to send maybe, in a guard. maybe at halftime, maybe at halftime, but yeah, not in the middle of of yeah. I agree. Yeah, because because I see that around. I you know I see people you know when they are doing this they're like putting a bunch of tackles, and like I understand that. And maybe you're just expecting like you know if Leatherwood's sitting on the bench they're just gonna throw Leatherwood a guard. I don't know if they're gonna do that. So um, we'll see though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we will see. But I mean that gets us into tackle here, offensive tackle. I think that this is maybe Jackson Barton. Talk about Jackson Barton. He's he's a surprise on this list, right? Yeah, I mean, so Jackson Barton, he played guard this uh, the past game, but I, I think that he's been playing really well. I thought he uh, has really elevated himself to this coaching staff, I think, and I, I think that he's been pretty consistent. He thought he, he, thought he played really well this last past game, too, as well. Um, definitely putting out some good tape and looking better than anybody ever expected. I don't think anybody expected him to play that well while well, he's been playing. I mean, he played well the first preseason of the game. Um, he's been playing well ever since then. I think Mumford, once he comes back, I think he'll, he'll probably jump over uh, Barton, uh, but he's still injured. And I think, you know, Illuminor is another player that could play multiple positions, but I think he'll be the starting right tackle week one. And yeah, I think Leatherwood, he's going to sneak on this team and because they don't have they don't have a lot of guards. And that's that's kind of my thing is that they don't have a lot of depth at the guard position. So, you know, you know, I love see people, people saying Alex Bars is garbage, even though I don't know how you guys know that since you guys. <laughs> but hey, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people are pushing for Jordan Meredith. They got to keep a guard. I don't know. You guys want Jordan Meredith? I guess. <laughs> I, just, I, they, yeah. I don't know. They got to keep another guard. You can't just go in there with a bunch of tackles and hope they can play guard sometimes. What forums are you in that people are arguing about Bars and Meredith with you? Okay, come I'm on. Saying, if, I, I, if you're, if people are arguing about Alex Bars and Jordan Meredith, get a life. Okay, Marcus, put a name down. Just move on. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just like. From the from, they have to have a good other guard, man. They just can't throw a bunch of tackles out there and be like, "Hey, somebody play guard." You know, you got to have a guy who could play guard, and he played center this past game too, so that shows he's a little versatile. So, you know, it's they need more guys inside, no matter what. And if if and I feel like if they have people released and they want to go on waivers, they have enough tackles. They got to go get some guards, some guys in the interior. I mean, we don't have a lot of players that are even viable backups at this place. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, it's just they got no guards on this team. I, I just realized that. It, like when I was looking at it, I'm like, there's nothing but tackles. <laughs> and some guys that play, could play guard if you want them to. Like they need yeah. some more players that can actually do that. So we'll see. So, that, man. yeah, I mean, we, we will see. I mean, there's definitely yeah. spots on this team where after cutdown day could look dramatically different in, in a week from now, you know, uh, depending if they like that player, if they can bring him in. So, yeah, uh, guard, probably one of those spots. Uh, yeah. the guy, uh, Alex Barris, you can make the final 53. We're not saying that the guy's going to be a starter. Okay? Just because the guy makes the final 53 doesn't mean he's not going to get cut in a week. Okay? We're, uh, so we're just saying who's going to be who's going to be the final 53 tomorrow evening. That's all we're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. Man, I I can't believe they have no guards in this team. I mean, but they might keep Jordan Meredith. I mean, he has he has a good PFF grade or something like that. So, I really PFF. Do. Oh, PFF. That's why. PFF. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
who, who hates that's John Simpson. I, I, I still don't understand why they gave John Simpson a bad run blocking grade. That's, I, that, that, I've, I've been trying to figure that out for a couple of days. For people who don't know how PFF works, okay, here's what they do. They go, they send emails out to people. It's on Indeed sometimes. People like people who are in certain, you know, football social media circles. Okay, and it goes, hey, here's a job where you can make a break, you know, break into sports analytics. Okay, and then they go, okay, here's a trial period for you or whatever, and they make you just crunch all this film, putting everything in, and you're just some guy who's like a student and he's like 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know what substances were consumed prior to this. You know what I'm saying? And they, and then they put that down as their proprietary information. It's how much fact checking or like double checking is go, goes into this. PFF is not to be trusted. They have a million people doing a million different things. There's no cohesiveness there. You got a different guy grading a different offensive line every week. You know, you should have the same guy, right? Grading that offensive line every single week so he can know that offensive line and know what they're supposed to do and know what their assignments are. That would be more reputable than just like swapping everyone's assignments each and every week. PFF is not to be trusted. Do not trust PFF. These are, are all these ratings and everything, and then they make up half their stats are to be taken with a grain of salt, people. Okay. Get to know uh, a team and just watch them. Sorry. That's all I had to say about PFF. Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Uh, before we move on, I just see this uh, Duke Manyweather believe in Leatherwood at right tackle. I just love what a right tackle is just a project at this point. That's that's my thing. It's a project, and I know Duke, Duke Manyweather, and you know he, you know he, he's very vocal about his O line thoughts, but but it, it's 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 rough, you know, it's rough to out there. You know, you can train him all you want, you know, but then you get you get you get to the team, and then the team wants to coach him up a certain way. Is he is he getting trained the way that the coaches want him to do it? Is it is it a mix up? Those type of things happen when you see that. So, tackle and corner are the two positions where you have dramatically different philosophies and different techniques. And a guy can be great, you know, Namdi. He can be great in one scheme, and he can just be trash in another scheme. It could be Leatherwood, the way that they're asking him to move and set and everything like that. Hey, maybe he goes to another scheme and he excels in it, but we'll see. Uh, is a is a poor staffing planning by a GM to be so deficient at guard, or is it guard? I think, you know, to be honest, you know, I thought there was some decent guards in free agency that they could have went and picked up. But, you know, James Daniels was never a bad guard. I don't think he was going to be that expensive. I mean, that's somebody that even if you liked Lester Cotton at the time, and that was before free agency and they went through the camps and stuff like that, there was no tape on Lester Cotton. You know what I mean? So I don't know what they yeah. thought that that type of – thought process they were thinking about at guard. I mean, there's some good guards that are out there. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know what – maybe they thought Denzel Good was going to come back. You know, maybe they didn't plan for that, and that's kind of the issue. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like they're they're kind of missing something at guard. I, I don't feel like they're – they got Simpson and they got Cotton. Those guys are guards. And then, like, you got a bunch of tackles who could play guard. <laughs> and then it's like, oof, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, I guess we could hit the defense now, BD. All right. Um, any other thoughts? Well, we'll get to your sleepers on offense after we do the defense. Okay. Uh, no, any other thoughts? I don't see anything else. Um, 
Do you think? All right. Oh, hold on. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is it? Let's. let's uh, hold on. Do you think that is a surprise on the O line that the beat writers can't report on yet? Parham over James. I don't know what that was. Well, at first you thought maybe Colton Miller was playing on the right side, but now you're you're not on that anymore. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know about. It. I mean. I know people would be pissed if they did that, but that would be crazy. Versatility if they got Isaiah Wynn, if, if they were able to trade for Isaiah, for Wynn. Isaiah Wynn and put Colton Miller on the right side, how much more confident are you in this offensive line? Like right now, your confidence level is at a three for this offensive line out of 10, three out of 10, let's say. Mm-hmm. So how much more confident would it be if Isaiah Wynn was the left tackle, Colton Miller was the right tackle? Oh, I... Man, I mean, um, let's go. <laughs> to be honest, I'd be yeah. sad. But because I know Isaiah Wynn's pissed, he's at right tackle for sure. So if you want to trade for Isaiah Wynn, he's he's mad. He's right tackle. Yeah, he doesn't want to come and play right tackle. Here. He doesn't want to play right. He doesn't want to play right tackle at all. Right. Because they make less money, and if that's what they're, they're playing hardball with him. To be honest. And Clark Miller already made his money. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean that's interesting. I am I'm hopeful that that happens. You know, we'll Ho- see. I'm hopeful. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, we we will see. All right, so well, uh, let's get into edge here. Going into my edge players, um, obviously Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, they're bedrocks of this defense. They're gonna make everything go. Uh, Deshaun Bauer, he made this team. Obviously, Malcolm Kuntz, great sub rusher on this team. And then, um, you know, you talked me into Klee. You talked me into Klee. You know, seems like his spot was safe with a lack of urgency he was coming back from injury with and some of the things that Josh McDaniel said. You know, I'm hopeful he's just, he's a trade candidate. And that's why he, keep, he sticks around on the final 53. Um, but you know, I see him being able to do some of the things that Deshaun Bauer does in terms of stopping the run. That's going to be, you know, uh, essential for that position. And he has some position for versatility. He'll rush over the guard so that he basically is a defensive tackle on third downs, but a defensive end on, you know, first and second down. So he's a tweener. So I'll, I'll give him that. He, the more you can do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I was telling you about Klee, man. He, he just he took a, he took a while. He was resting to come back. You know, he was didn't rush back. Didn't try to. You know, Sean Bowers is out there getting a bunch of sacks. He's still chilling. He's like, good, good, good job, Sean. You know, and uh, and then the McDaniel's quote because because it was Paul Gutierrez. You know, Paul Gutierrez. He always tries to. To get uh, you know, instigate, yeah, he, he's he's a, he's he's a he's the fan uh, question make asker, right? Right. So, so what do you think of Cleveland Farrell's skill set? I don't think they're expecting that answer. <laughs> he's physical, you know, and that's what we want to do. He's physical, and he's in the he's he pays attention. I was like, oh my god, when he said that. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I hope everyone's paying attention. I hope I that's not. Saying, but, you know, he's, he said he pays attention. Like it felt like he's just a it, guy. Is he? You know. And 
I, I, I'm putting him on the final 53. I'm putting him on is my prediction. It's official. Okay. But is that the speak of a coach who just wants to make sure that there's trade value? Okay. Did they go, hey, Paul, ask about Klee today, right? So that so Josh McDaniels can get a little sound bite in there about how great a teammate, locker room, physical, all these good things. Mm-hmm. Drum up some trade interest. Yeah. Because he's on he's he I, I don't see when he's gonna be out there. It'll be a catastrophe if he's out there. Okay, it means it means Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are, are banged up in a in a major way for him to be out on the field at this point. So, you know. Yeah, he can rush at three technique. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that that's when he'll be out there. You know? But even then, he's not a plus rushing at three technique. He's just I think there. I think they're higher on him than than than, than you think, man. That's, that's that's all I'm saying. I think they're higher higher than him. He's Mr. He's, he's Mr. Do Your Job. He does his job. Where do they come from? The do your job. That's what Cleveland Farrell is. He comes in there, he just sets the edge. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make a play. Just sets the edge. Does his job. Mil- military background. They love that. <laughs> military background, you know. Yes, sir. No, sir. Pays attention. Knows his what because what do they say? Knows his role. It hurt. It hurts me to put him on the final 53. I'm really hoping they trade him, but he's on the final 53. I, I, I agree. Role, you, bro. you have some great points. You have some great points. Okay. Got it. All right. All right, I'm, I'm, uh, let's move on to interior defensive line here. So I got Hankins. Okay. Obviously. I got Bilal Nichols. Now, Bilal Nichols, I almost left off. I forgot about this guy. I forgot he even existed, okay? Now, the staff writers seem to be all in on this guy. Maybe they know something I don't. I don't want to leave Bilal Nichols off my final 53, and then he's on it, and I look like an idiot, okay? So – I'll keep him on, but there's a little asterisk right there because what did he do? He didn't do anything, right? So is he that safe? Because the tape that I watched last year, he is not. It shouldn't be. I, I think he um, is. Kendall Vickers made this team. I, I'm standing by that. Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell, obviously the rookies. Okay. Now, Kendall Vickers, he can play five technique when they get into an odd front and they get into five five defensive linemen. He can play that five technique role. I think Matthew Butler can play that that role as well. Um, but then you also get Kendall Vickers rushing from three technique when they get into an even front. Um, obviously, Hankins and Neil Farrell are going to be the one technique. They're going to be the big guys in the middle, the run stoppers. Probably won't see them much on passing downs. Um, and then I guess Bilal Nichols is the starting three technique. Okay, but but. If he doesn't make it, I got a sleeper who I think will make it, and he can play three technique and one technique, and I think that that's the reason why, you know, I'm higher on him than I am Nichols, but I don't want to go out that far on a limb and cut below Nichols. They, they invested in him this offseason, so we'll see. Uh, they want you to explain why Vickers over Billings and uh, Peko. Oh, okay, okay, so Peko – I would be shocked if he makes the team. The guy's on the ground all the time. Okay. Demata Pico, he's a great rusher. Okay. He cannot stop the run at all. You know, I don't think that um, – I think that this defensive line coaching staff, like the coaching staff, the scheme, it's about those big guys in the interior. They are there to clog the run, 100%. Okay. That's what their job is. 
Pico is just getting like his run game is uh, film is horrid, and he played deep into this last game. Okay, and Billings, I haven't seen him. I don't know if he's hurt, but he has some good tape. He looked really good. So I, I he is going to be on my sleeper section, and really I would keep him over Bilal Nichols instead of Kendall Vickers. Kendall Vickers has the scheme versatility. He can play three spots on this defensive line. He has some great film, not only setting the edge, but also going back door, getting to the backfield, making stops against the run. He held up when he was when he was doubled. He got off uh, blocks. Kendall Vickers has really good film. I feel strongly that he's going to make this team. All right. I think since I don't know if Billings is hurt, so he might be just be on ice, bro. So hopefully, because I, I want him to be around. Hopefully, they keep him on pup and he comes back. I want I want Billings to be on the team. Yeah, for I, sure. I don't know. I don't know about that though. I do not know about that. So I'm not sure. I haven't seen him either. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, someone said here, Lancaster. So I talked about Lancaster um, uh, for the members. Uh, only film session. We showed some, you know, showed some clips of Lancaster in there. I said, this is a guy I want to see on the team, on the active roster for like three games. The games where they need to stop the run, Lancaster can really do that. He offers nothing as a pass rusher. Um, you know, so... Uh, I, I don't want him on the final 53. They put him on, I think, physically unable to perform list, I believe. I don't know if he has like a partial IR or whatever it is, but I think that there might be a way for him to be back on the final on the final roster at some point, but only if we're going up against Tennessee or, you know, like some team that just runs the ball a lot. That's when you want him. You don't want him just out there against the Chargers and the Chiefs. We don't want Lancaster on the team for that. All right. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get into linebacker because I have I think that people are going to be surprised here. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Perryman, obviously, Devon Diablo. Jayon Brown, um, he's going to sub Denzel Perryman out in obvious passing situations. Perryman is going to be a first and second down linebacker. Jayon Brown is going to be a third down linebacker. Devon Diablo will be out there all downs, I believe. And then I went with Darian Butler. I went with Darian Butler. My gripe with Darian Butler, the first like three preseason games, is he was just tentative against the run. He would not fill against the run. When Curtis Bolton came in, he was flying through those gaps. I think just exactly how Denzel Perryman would play it, right? Um, and so for that reason, I was higher on him. I, I went through the special teams tape. He was making plays on special teams. But really, Curtis Bolton in coverage is he's not he's small. He can move, but he didn't have like the same attention to detail as guys like Masterson and Darian Butler had in terms of like where they were dropping in their zones. Masterson and Darian Butler did that a lot better. And then finally, the last game, we finally saw Masterson and Darian Butler like actually coming downhill and playing the run, shooting gaps, like playing it the way that it should be in this scheme. So that's the reason why I edge Darian Butler. It's going to be tough, but I edge Darian Butler because I think that he can back up Devon Diablo. He's not going to make as big an impact, but he's a guy who can actually, he can cover Darian Butler. Out of all those three linebackers, he has the best coverage ability. I know Luke Masterson got an interception, but uh, Darian Butler can cover the best, and he's going to be backing up Devon Diablo. Jayon Brown's backing up Denzel Perriman. So, you know. Curtis Bolton is, he. I mean, he's just extra at that point. 
you know. So that's why I don't have him on there. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they want you to say that why you have no love for Masterson. Um, I, I, I so we'll talk about him. He's on, he's one of my sleepers to make the roster okay. as well. Um, for me, it comes down to this: Denzel Perryman is the unquestioned starter at Mike. Okay, his backup is Jayon Brown, right? Masterson, yeah. who's his his backup going to be? It's is it? Gonna, or I'm sorry, Diablo is his backup going to be Masterson because Max Masterson was playing that Denzel Perryman spot. Darren yeah. Butler was playing the Devon Diablo spot. So I think Devon Diablo needs a backup, and I think that that's Darian Butler over Masterson. I think that there's three mics, and there's only room for like two mics and two. Like he's the money, Devon Diablo. I'm gonna call him the money linebacker this year. So mm-hmm. they need two money linebackers. They need two mics. Jayon Brown, Masterson, and Denzel Perryman. That would be three mics and only one money. Okay. So that's that. That's why. But if they keep five linebackers, Masterson would be the guy. Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and you know, Masterson, he just he, he he basically his problem to me was was just playing the run. He just never crashed. Like I wanted him to fill gaps and and I was like the, the Jags game was very frustrating. The first game was very frustrating. He got better, but uh I mean that was all he made he made strides, he made strides in the last game. I would say not as much though. Like he still had moments where he was still dancing. I think Darian Butler did a better job coming downhill. Plus when is Darian Butler going to get in? The role he has on this team is as a coverage linebacker, a guy who comes in on laid downs when he's not even going to be playing the run. Masterson, if he's the backup to Denzel Perryman, Denzel Perryman gets hurt. You want him play, being able to play the run, right? You need that guy to play. And Masterson, that's where he's struggling right now. So, um, But he has a chance. He has an argument for sure, Masterson. Okay. All right, uh, let's go to the DBs. All right, so I'm going to go safety here. Trayvon, Merrick, Jonathan Abram, Deron Harmon, Roderick Teamer. I don't think that there's any surprises here. You know, <clears throat> yeah, that these are going to be the, the, the first three guys are going to be the guys who play. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we're going to see Roderick Teamer. If Abram goes down, Deron Harmon can play that spot, and then when they need to get into the big nickel, you know, Maybe it's Harmon, maybe it's Teamer. They'll figure it out. They'll go through it weeks. But if Teamer is like one of the options to play at safety, I'm guessing we would just see more corners out there, honestly. You know, uh, but certainly Teamer being the fourth safety, you know, that's better than, uh, you know, Dallin Levitt being the fourth safety or something like that. You know, it's, I think Teamer is okay. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone asked about it, but I'll, I'll mention it because it was a big favorite. Um, but um, Isaiah Polamau, I don't have him on this. I tried to like him, just didn't see enough uh, out of him. You know, um, there was that one where that back tiptoed up the sideline uh, and almost scored. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah Polamau, really, he should have tackled him just so far. And he's kind of stuttered his feet and just tripped the guy, just did enough just to trip the guy. And the guy got an extra like seven yards out of it. And th- there was another bad angle I saw on an eraser tackle coming downhill. Um, and I just didn't see much of him in coverage. I, I saw some guys kind of get away from him at times. So 
you know, I tried, I tried Isaiah pull him out. Maybe, he, maybe he makes a team because he's big. He can run, playing special teams. Maybe that's the role for him. But I don't see like an actual like I don't see a role for him other than that. Um, I see here. Uh, they kept five in New England last year, I believe. They did keep five. Yes, they did. I just looked it up. Five linebackers. Five like out guys who weren't outside linebackers. Yes. Well, yeah, we'll see. But I mean, we'll that's see. not Patrick Graham, though. That's, so that's not Patrick Graham. Graham. That's not Patrick Graham. So yeah, in New York, we will see. We will see. Um, if they kept five, maybe they maybe they just kept like um, five corners then, and not six corners. Hmm. Uh, go over the corners. I'll look at the Giants' final fifty-three. All right, so corner at corner. Yes, I do have Sam Webb. I saw someone saying Sam Webb, but I think that the surprise. For me, uh, for, for me, people are going to be Darius Phillips, and I'm going off of just some of the logic that you've been, you know, spitting to me. Mm-hmm. Darius Phillips played early on with the first teams when he played out there. He was out there with Nate Hobbs. He was out there with Rocky Scene and Anthony Averett in another game. Okay, he didn't even play this last game. I think that he has the he's the he's the number one backup to whoever the slot corner is going to be. Uh, and that's where he played when he was on defense. And you saw him have some really good-looking returns. So he's made this team for me just by the way that they're using him and playing him above Amik Roberts, and they're playing him above a lot of guys, and they're sitting him early in games. So I think that they like Darius Phillips. Um, and then obviously Sam Webb. I got him making this team. For me, Sam Webb makes this team because he's got the length, he's competitive down the field, and – he wants to tackle, and you get you get a guy like that. You put him on special teams. He can be a gunner for you, you know, Sam Webb. He can be a guy that runs down there on kickoffs, and maybe at some point later on down the year, if you need Sam Webb to come in and play major minutes because you got a bunch of injuries at corner, that's okay, but not now. And when he's the sixth corner, there's that buffer for him to really just play special teams early on. So, but I but I do like him because of the competitiveness for sure. Now, you know, when I talk about I brought up the Giants fifty three and looking at defense, I, you know, it trips me out. I don't know how much of this is Joe Judge and special teams because <laughs> so, he kept they had they kept eight cornerbacks and six eight safeties. corners, no. <laughs> six safeties. Am I read this right? I think that's yeah, six safeties. Yeah, eight corners, six safeties. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's Joe Judge or that's but how but how many guys on uh defense did they keep total? Uh I don't know. I have to just count. Twenty seven or something? Maybe something like that. Cause I got I mean I could keep six cor- um six safeties and eight corners, but you gotta cut like five of your guys, okay, on, on offense. You know what I'm saying? So um I don't but, but it was just five. It was five linebackers though. It was five linebackers. For Patrick Graham, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for Patrick Graham. So yeah, so we'll see. I mean, for really, the first cut for me is going to be Clee. You want you need <laughs> you need room. You need room on this team. Get rid of Clee, okay? Trade him for a draft pick, like a seventh round conditional draft pick, whatever. Get rid of him, and and then you can keep Luke Masterson. But you you talked me into keeping Clee Farrell. I thought they would only keep five or four ends, four edges. Um, and, but then, you know, I, I brought it down to, I brought it up to five. 
So, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But this is this is my roster prediction right now. This is what I'm, I'm sticking <laughs> to. It. I, 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 I know it. you're sticking to it, but I, I'm telling you, I bet. Watch, Cousin Farrell get out there before Mountain Coots on week one. Watch. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because he can stop the run. He can stop the run. Yeah, watch. He's gonna be out there. He's gonna be there. All right, so Ellen <laughs> Chandler Jones, right there. Just... <laughs> Watch. You, you believe that. You believe that. I, 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 I watch. All right. Just you watch. Um, all right. So we got some sleepers on offense. You briefly touched on them. Is there anyone okay. in here you want to talk about? Uh, so, yeah, Cleon Cole um, definitely is a sleeper. Um, you know, he, he could make it over DJ Turner. He might not. Um, but they make, might keep six receivers. If they keep a six one, they're going to keep him. Um, you know, uh, you know, he was, he does have a lot of production in the NFL, but you know, I don't know how much production he's going to get here. Cause I wouldn't play him over Tyron Johnson. That's just me. I think Tyron Johnson is younger and has a lot more upside. And I think he's a better route runner than Keelan Cole. Um, and if you want to, anybody wants to debate that, you can go check out the tape I've been doing. Uh, he, he definitely is. He's a better route runner in my opinion. So, um, if, if, if you're going to keep somebody and to actually throw them the ball, that's why I didn't have Cole. If I'm going to throw somebody the ball, I'm throwing the ball to Johnson or I'm throwing the ball. You know, I don't, you know, Matt Collins is not, I'm not the biggest fan of that, but he plays special teams. I really have no control over that. And they like him. Um, but I like Tyron Johnson over Cole. But if they keep six, they would definitely keep Cole. Who else I have? Jacob Hollister I had up there, I think. Jacob Hollister. Um, that's just yeah, yeah, four yeah. tight ends. Or if they decide to keep him over Horstead, which is a possibility. And, uh, and then, of course, Jordan Meredith, because they need a guard. And maybe they like Meredith. They need a guard. Yeah. So. So, you're yeah, you got a little star, a little asterisk next to Alec Bars. Could be Meredith at this <laughs> point. Be, Who cares? Could be, could be Bars. Could Who be Meredith. Cares? They need a guard. Bottom line, <laughs> hopefully those guys don't play for the Raiders. Yeah, only somebody, like, cuts, like, yeah. like, like, you know. Somebody cut somebody, somebody good, yeah, a good guard. Yeah. Or I'm not saying that Cotton and Simpson. I, I think Cotton and Simpson deserve to, you know, play week one. But I still think we need a little bit more depth behind, like that's that are as actual guards. That's all I'm saying. You know, I got you. I'm with you. Um, all right, I'm gonna show my uh, sleepers on defense here. So the asterisk is Andrew Billing makes the team instead of Bilal Nichols here. So I didn't. I wasn't brave enough to officially say Blaine Nichols isn't going to make the team. But if he does, it's going to be Andrew Billings who makes it over him. Luke Masterson. If they keep five linebackers, they got to cut someone else though on the team for that to happen. And this is we're doing this with twenty four defensive 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 players and twenty six. Right? Do we do we mm-hmm. say that twenty six offensive players? So yeah, we'll see if, if it's actually twenty five offensive and twenty three defensive. So maybe you could keep Masterson in that case. And then my yeah. last one here, Bryce Cosby. He's a sleeper to make the team. I mean, there's an argument for Bryce Cosby. He played every spot. He played outside. He played nickel. He played dime linebacker. And he played safety. I was I was like late in the game last week, and I was like, oh, Cosby's out here playing uh, strong safety here, right? So he's got he's he, he. There's an argument to be said. They tried him out at a lot of spots. I think that if you need a nickel, if you need a nickel, I actually like him better than Darius Phillips in terms of coverage, his ability to cover. It's just that Darius Phillips is a return man. 
So if they're good with DJ Turner and DJ Turner, he's the guy as the, as the return man. Okay. Maybe Tyron Johnson is the kick returner and, you know, DJ Turner is the punt returner. Maybe Darius Phillips gets cut or isn't on this team and Cosby is instead because I think I like him actually better on defense than I like Darius Phillips. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, really have any other thoughts about this, this uh, 53 man rejection. I just want to watch some, I want to watch some 22 man football to be honest. So I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> I need some 22 man starting NFL football. That's what I need. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, just to talking about like these some of these guys that make the rosters. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's dope, but you know, I I I really don't want to see Luke Masters in the game that much. You know, that's kind of the things that yeah. I think about it. Like, yeah, he like he makes the team, but like, man, how comfortable do you feel as him as a starter? You know, so it's kind of like like that, man. I want to see, I want to see some. You know, I'm ready to see some Devontae Adams. I mean, yeah, for sure. Unfortunately, we got two weeks. There's a week off here in between. So um, we're, we're going to have to come with some extra content. We're going to be having to watch this preseason film, you know, for the next couple weeks here. Uh, so what what maybe do you want to show the guys, what uh, you know, the fans here, ladies and gentlemen in, in mm-hmm. our audience, what do you got down the pipeline? Who do you want to, you know, break down for the, uh, break based on their preseason? Um, I, I do want to say first, there's a Bengals guy here. I just want to say that if you switch Jamar Chase over to the Raiders last year, we win. Um and um easy <laughs> easy uh, uh Bengals wouldn't have even been in that position <laughs> just flip at up. all you said and now we got the yeah. Adams so it's equal um but besides that I got you know do some Justin Herbert of course I'm gonna break down Justin Herbert probably a lot I'm gonna do the whole Giants game probably okay, do him versus Patrick Graham um so uh so I'm, I'm that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna try to get into the, the, the Chargers offense. A lot. I feel like I'm pretty familiar with it since it basically is Gruden's, you know. Um, so since it basically is Gruden's offense, I mean, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty well, you know. I, I know it pretty well, so I'm gonna go over it and try to, you know, we're gonna go to the ins and outs of it. We got two weeks, might as well, kind of kind of get ready, you know, get ready for that, and you know, see what we can do there, and you know, try to pick that apart, right? So, all right, right on, right on. Yeah, I'll probably be looking at, you know, uh, these linebackers, whoever makes the team. Uh, I'll be, you know, doing probably a deep dive into, you know, into that guy. Um, also, I'm able to, at this point, kind of pick up some of the things that are happening on defense. So I'll probably just do like a primer. Um, I might open it up for, for everyone to watch just on some of the concepts that we're going to be seeing uh, the Raiders run this year on defense. Uh, so those things are probably in the pipeline. Uh, and I said my my dude Big St asked, "Would I have rather have Gruden or Labardi?" It's definitely Gruden. Gruden or Sean Payton. <laughs> Gruden or Sean Payton call the plays. Yeah. Anybody else who tries to call this, you know, it just you know it gets really dinky dunky. It's just real. It's it's you know you know the Gruden West Coast offense has like eight thousand short passes and about ten deep ones. You know, so that's why it's kind of you know you heard you know Tyron Matthew or you know everybody blamed Derek Carr for that, but you know Tyron Matthew was talking about you know. If they get in a certain formation, we know they're throwing deep. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with Chargers. <laughs> so, you know, they don't throw deep, and they their, their deep passes like the little rollout. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get over it. We'll t- we're going to deep dive into it, guys. We'll deep dive. All right. Right on. 
Part on. All right. That's it for me here. Um, that's it. You want to take us away, Marcus? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you guys let us know if we're wrong later on and you come back and tell us how wrong we are. We'll appreciate that. Uh, it's going to be out in a couple of days. So we'll see that. Uh, but you guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And, you know, make sure you guys follow the channel. Join for the memberships. Like I said, during the season, we're going to be cranking out a whole bunch of stuff. Really cool stuff. You know, the car faxes. I'm going to do breaking down a quarterback every single week. Probably the quarterback we're playing. Probably going to do that every single week in, in depth. Just like I'm going to start that with Herbert. So we're going to keep that going, guys. So make sure you guys check that out and stick with us. And, uh, anything else you got to be? I'm good. Yeah, man. that's it for me. Later, y'all.